We have checked the tape from the Miami Dolphins 24-17 victory over the New England Patriots. What does the tape tell us about the offensive performances and that side of the football? That's our discussion here today on Locked on Dolphins. You are Locked on Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Miami, welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. It's your team every day here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, a lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked On Dolphins, co-host of Locked On NFL Scouting. You can find our shows on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts because it is your team every day here on the Locked On Network. Today's episode of Locked On Dolphins is brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. Club Dub, hope you're enjoying yourselves. I know I certainly am. Dolphins 2-0. Pats uh, going through it right now. 0-2. You hate to see. You really do. Uh, But we got the coaches film. And uh, I went through the offensive side of the football. Now, I have my handy-dandy notebook here. For those of you who like visual aids, uh, I have my notebook. I'm showing it. But uh, just an administrative note, don't be that person that leaves that YouTube comment. It's down here in the ticker as well if you're on YouTube. Due to copyright and broadcast restrictions, we cannot share actual game film or footage on the stream. I do this for a living. And if we were to put that on the show, then the revenue from the show would not go to me and my family, it would instead go to the National Football League. So we have timestamps, we have descriptions. If you'd like to go and find these plays in the replay of the game, or if you yourself have NFL Plus and want to go back to the coaches' film, uh, you're more than welcome to. And, and I try to provide as much of a guidance with these notes as I possibly can. So we got to start with quarterback play, right? To a tongue of a loa. A uh, pretty strong start to the season, I think, would be an understatement. The execution of this offensive game plan was very, very impressive. What stood out to me was the Patriots threw the kitchen sink and the toilet at you. The, 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 the offensive and defensive structure uh, game planning that was at hand here was fascinating for me to watch. Uh, You go to college football, you look at Iowa State playing the Big 12. They play a lot of spread offenses. And what Iowa State has kind of become notorious for at the college level is they play these three high safeties on the roof of the defense, and then they'll play a tight front, which is they have two B-gap defenders and a nose tackle, and they play light boxes, and they play top-down with the safeties, kind of like the Fangio system, But there's a third safety involved, so you have middle-of-the-field close, and it really mitigates your ability to get up the seams and run verticals and attack them over the middle of the field. And New England started out with this Iowa State college-schemed, three-high-safety-type defense to try to attack the Miami Dolphins. And what you saw the Dolphins do was they obviously attacked areas of the field that was not the bread and butter, to say the least, of where this offense has found success under Mike McDaniel. A lot of throws outside the numbers. We had a successfully executed screen pass to Jalen Waddle. We, of course, have uh, these motions, and that's kind of the challenge that New England presents with this structural defense is 
the way the reason why the short same side motion works is because it cuts on the communication and you can't roll the safeties and flip the coverage and oversaturate one half of the field when you understand what side of the formation is going to be the formational strength with that fast motion when it is traditionally on the other side of the center coming all the way across. When it's on the same side, it happens too fast. You can't roll the whole coverage shell. And it doesn't change the numbers. So with three high safeties, you kind of have more built-in leverage to be able to flood one, one half of the field or one side of the field. And despite the Patriots throwing exotics, split field coverages, uh, college concepts, uh, a lot of disguised pressures, a lot of uh, disguised coverage rotations, bracketing your two best players, trying to get high-low on both of them, trying to attack the, attack the seams with extra bodies and cap those in-breaking routes. In spite of all of it, Tua Tungavaloa executed this offensive game plan at as high of a level as he has in any game that he has played in his, his career with the Miami Dolphins. I know everybody will think Baltimore Ravens week two last year. I know everybody will think Los Angeles Chargers 466 yards. And the Chargers game this year is probably a close second. You were one play away. You were one silly, overly ambitious, late deep set play action pass down the field shot play that had no business being thrown with an awareness of what your physical capabilities are and aren't, which he has. You are one throw away from playing a pitching a perfect game at the quarterback position, as far as I'm concerned. There were some drops. Oh, there was some missed opportunities. You got a little aggressive late in the fourth quarter on the ball that got Jalen Waddell uh, shaken up when he got speared in the low back by by and back of the shoulders by by Marte Mapu. Um, but that was Matt Judon trying to carry Jalen Waddell up the seam. I understand why you took the shot. 2.08 seconds in accordance with next-gen stats. Average snap to release. And we understood leverage. We did not allow the exotics and the complicated mess of pre-snap and post-snap rotation in the New England Patriots to mess with us in any capacity. We felt real estate. We felt space. Two on more than one occasion, uh, actually, the, there was the, after the interception by Devontae Parker, and that play obviously came late in the game. Tua runs an RPO backed up inside his own 10-yard line that Jalen Waddell is unable to squeeze and hold on to. There's no look pass. There was, on the two-minute drive to score the touchdown to close the first half, the first throw to River Craycraft. I'm convinced it's another RPO. There's no look pass. Because you watch his helmet stripe, you watch him go to the boundary, you see the hook defender or the shallow defender open their hips to the boundary, and his head does not move. The helmet stripe does not move. And he is throwing in the second window on the other side into the middle of the field behind that hook defender. And the hook defender on both occasions, one was Juwan Bentley, and the other one was Jelani Tavai. They were bewildered 
at where the ball went versus where they were dropping and how their hips moved. This was eyes and head moving and manipulating zone defenders. You didn't get a lot of man coverage. Now you had Christian Gonzalez plastering Tyreek Hill at times with a safety plate over the top. You also had the Patriots coming out playing five and six defensive backs, four safeties on the field at the same time. And when you go three safeties on the roof, 15 yards off, and you go three-man front with a couple of stand-up outside linebackers and a one-stack off-ball linebacker, you run the ball. And that's what the Dolphins did. And from an execution standpoint, I, I really, really loved how Tua Tungavaloa executed this offensive game plan against the New England Patriots. And there will be games that are played in which two is not going to hold the ball for almost two seconds across 30 attempts. But again, just like the Chargers game and the defense, when the discussion goes, hey, the Dolphins gave up 234 rushing yards. Our rushing defense must be bad. And then they play the Patriots. And there's not the same persistent threat of outside receivers. There's not the same math problems on number of talented players you want to take away. There's not an alien at the quarterback position that can push it 50 yards rolling to his left off schedule off his back foot. Magically, the numbers change. I, th I thought, you know, there, there was uh, more congestion near the line of scrimmage because of what the matchup dictated. And sometimes you're going to play a game where the flow of the game says you're going to have to score 35 points to win. And other times you'll play a game where 20 got it done. Well, the Dolphins got it done with 24, and they directly, because of mistakes, left 10 points on the field. We will talk about those points here next on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. Stick with us. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you a peace of mind that you are not just hoping you have access to the medication you need in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure you have all the medication on hand. It's simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Save more than $360. By getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical plus an additional $20 off using code Locked On at checkout at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com, promo code Locked On. The NFL season is in full swing, week two, uh, coming and going with Monday Night Football. So snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can bet $200 with can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets back, guaranteed. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. So if you like good ROI, uh, I'm not a math guy, but I know that's a nice little turnaround for you. So you've been thinking about joining FanDuel. There's no better time to get in on the action than right now. The app is easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, overs, and unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Three sequences of events that left the Dolphins with 10 additional points out on the field. Obviously, you know two of them. There were missed kicks by Jason Sanders, but what got you into those positions? The first one, the first scoring drive from the Dolphins. 
Uh, they, they get down the field pretty impressively uh, to a quick to identify uh, drop eight. That was something I thought the Vikings gave Jalen Hurts a difficult time with at times in week two on Thursday night football was they would, Brian Flores would counteract pressure with overload pressure looks with drop eight and force Jalen Hurts to try to throw in rhythm and quickly, you know, get the ball out of his hands against those drop eight situations where you have to be patient. You have to be willing to let a playmaker underneath make catches with the ball. So 642 first quarter. Uh, New England plays drop eight. Quick identification from Tua Tungvaloa to get to his swing underneath, which was Raheem Mostert. Raheem Mostert makes a guy miss and picks up a nice chunk gain on the play. That's a good example of if you wait in drop eight, there is an initial drop, and then it compresses back down to the line of scrimmage as you evenly space and distribute the routes. So your best chance against drop eight, if you want a promising uh, gain, is to quickly identify at the snap What's my first read? What's my second read? They're not leveraged. I got to get it down and get it out of my hands. Let's go to go to another down. They did that. They get down in plus te- uh, plus territory. The Dolphins come out with 30 personnel, which I'm a huge fan of. This included Raheem Mostert, Savon Achman, and Alec Ingold on the field at the same time. Love that personnel grouping. I expect the multi-back, no-tight-end group for Miami is only going to get more robust as Devon Aching gets more and more prepped to play more and more games. But then they get down into the red zone. 417 in the first quarter. Uh, this is a second and goal run by Eric Ezukanma. And Miami, of course, kicks a field goal here on this possession with two consecutive plays starting at that 417 timestamp. And Durham Smythe attempts to insert block on Jelani Tavai, linebacker number 48 on the left side of the offensive formation. And he just kind of launches at him and whiffs. And it forces Ezukanma to try to get physical early in the run. And if Durham Smythe would have provided any kind of seal on that gap, that interior gap, when he fit and inserted, I think Ezukama doesn't break stride, and I think he gets the corner, and I think he scores a touchdown. Now he gets bobbled up, he loses a yard, half a yard, and then you go to third down. And this was, of course, the weird ankle turn to a throwaway which is a shame because the Dolphins came out in a trips bunch to the right of the formation. This play at 333 in the first quarter. Third and goal from the five, from the four. And they end up doing a swap release. A swap release is when the second and third inside eligibles switch. So the two ends up being the inside most receiver, and the three, who's the one closest to the offensive tackle, runs a route that is outside of the player who was lined up as the second furthest eligible away from the tackle. So if you're in a bunch set, there's a number of different ways the teams can choose to pass this off. And the Patriots elected to pass it off uh, by matching versus leverage. So whoever is the first route outside, the outside most defender takes. Whoever is the second route outside, the second most outside defender takes. And whoever is the last one out, if they go up or inside, the inside most defender then takes that player. Well, that inside most defender was a defensive back with inside leverage on the trips bunch. And when Jalen Waddle, who was at the point of the trips bunch, steps inside and you switch release, he now has all of this green grass outside of him 
with inside leverage with the defender that is going to commit to him. And he runs a stick and it's right inside one yard inside, not dissimilar to the touchdown pass that Tua Tungvaloa threw to Tyreek Hill to close the first half. The problem is Tua, for whatever reason, with his quick game footwork, kind of turns his ankle and loses his balance. If Tua keeps his balance, it's four points, no questions asked. It's a home run throw. It is as easy of a layup as the one that he hit Tyreek Hill with because the processing was there. The confidence was there. The timing was there. The leverage and space were there because you swap release the two and the three. Instead, the ball flutters out of bounds. You kick a field goal. That's four points you left on the field. There's, of course, two kicks left. Uh, the, the play that stands out, there's two plays, actually. There's 5.07 left in the third quarter, second and five from the 25. Devon A-Chain runs for a first down inside the red zone. But there's a penalty on the play, and it pulls the Dolphins back to second and 15. Tua then has to take a short throw underneath to Tyreek Hill to set up a third and 10. The Patriots come out in a pressure look. So 5.07 was the second and five run. So right around five minutes left in the third quarter. They come out in a zero look in coverage, and they get true zero, and they truly, genuinely overload the protection. They bring more bodies than the Dolphins can block. Eric Ezukama is the most right-hand receiver. He runs a slant route that is an outstanding play by safety Kyle Duggar. You tip your cap. Credit where credit's due. He ends up dropping out of the opposite A-gap from where Ezukama is running his slant against zero coverage. And he just opens his hips enough, and he just reaches his hand out here, and to a feeling pressure, understanding protection, understanding when he's hot, understanding the leverage of the defense, fades to his left to buy time, and throws this ball to Ezukama that just barely gets tipped. And if Kyle Duggar doesn't tip the ball, it's a touchdown. But the bummer is you were only put in that position because of a self-inflicted wound on the second and five run by Devon Chain, where otherwise you would have been in the red zone. And instead, you get backed up. You go to the 35, then you're at the 30. It's a long kick. They block the kick. Chaos ensues. So we talked, obviously, and then you, you had the, um, the, the muff snap on the third and short, trying to close the game in the final five minutes. So Grant, we, we talked yesterday about, or on, on the post-game show, about points that were left on the field. This doesn't include the Tua Tungvaloa interception, which was a bad decision to throw, uh, trying to lay one out late and deep down the field, ball hung in the air. Christian Gonzalez always had leverage on the route. He's playing high safety shell over the top of Tyreek Hill. He hunts it down. If you were going to drive that throw and probably put it uh, on the over Tyreek Hill's outside shoulder on a line, you could probably sneak it in over top of the underneath defender who was sinking underneath Tyreek Hill. It was one of those honey hole air quotes type of shots that, that if you could drive that with velocity and drive that in there, you can beat it before the safety gets over there. But to hang it up in the air like that, not a good decision. That goes without saying. I'm not even including that possession. 
just tangibly a touchdown that turned into a field goal because of a, a weird, wild, wacky ankle flail is four points. A holding penalty exacerbates a red zone opportunity that costs you another three. And then a muff snap sets you up and loses you yardage to take definitively take more points off the board because you missed a kick. So 10 points. Dolphins very easily could have been at 34. I realize I kind of got ahead of myself here. and I did key plays and miscues here in segment two. So if you're watching on YouTube, that's supposed to be segment three. I, I get myself excited when I got my notes here. Um, let's do standout performers next. And we will bring this episode of Dolph Locked On Dolphins to a close where we are observing what the offensive film told us about Miami's performance against the New England Patriots. Uh, so we'll do standout performers here as we bring this episode to a close. Stick with us. Before we go any further on the show, though, Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They're the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports because it is you against the numbers. It's not you against thousands of other players, including pros and sharps and smart money. No, you only have to pick more or less on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. You can win up to 25 times your money this football season with prize picks. Select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and you can place your entry. It is a really simple way to play. I can make my picks and submit entries in less than 60 seconds. And quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and enormous selection of players and stat types are what makes prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. So go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match of up to $100. That is prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match of up to $100. So I, I hope everybody takes the, the weight of what I said about Tua Tungvaloa with the weight in which I say it. From an execution standpoint, that was as good of an executed offensive game plan as I've ever seen to execute. One throw, one bad decision away from, in my mind, just a masterful performance for the Dolphins. And I get it. You're trying to take a kill shot. You're, you were between the 40s. You didn't need to do it. Other standout performers for me, aside of Tua, who I was highly impressed with in this game against this defense with how complex they were on the back end. Alec Ingold deserves all of the flowers in the world because there were a number of New England Patriots who were so fed up with Alec Ingold by the end of the football game, it's not even funny. <laughs> Matt Judon tried to fight him like a bozo a couple of times, and Ingold was just hammering guys on the edge. Tavai, Judon, Juwan Bentley, these guys are squaring him up, and Ingold is running straight through him. They insert wham-blocked Alec Ingold in motion against Christian Barmore, the defensive tackle, on one play. And if there was not an offensive tackle and a defensive end engaged behind Barmore on this play and hit in question, Alec Ingold would have forklifted Christian Barmore off the ground and planted him like a tree into the ground. Like, at contact, both of Barmore's feet leave the ground and he gets slammed back into two bodies behind him that break his fall. Monstrous performance. 
for Alec Ingold. I thought he played super blue collar football. He was super physical. He was super chippy. And he's a tone, he's a tone setter for this offense, you know, and for all of the discussion around the tight end room, if I'm being honest, Alec Ingold's your, your best sixth blocker that you have guy that can line up at H back guy that can align at fullback guy that can align in the backfield and split, split back. They put him in the slot at times. They put him outside wide at times and motion him all around and get him momentum into blocks. Uh, he is every bit of the impact that Kyle Juszczyk has for the San Francisco 49ers. Alec Gingold has for the Dolphins. He's that caliber of a player. And he showed it against New England. I thought on the offensive line, I thought Robert Hunt was your best offensive lineman. And he, on a number of different occasions, got up onto the second level and created backside cutoff for linebackers on these perimeter runs that really allowed you to push through the perimeter once you kind of caught the corner and get some big gains. He was also, I don't want to say single-handedly responsible. If you were to put the responsibility, the, the slices of the pie for responsibility on the Raheem Mostert run, uh, in the fourth quarter that broke this game into a two-score game once again for the Dolphins. That was at 8.52 in the fourth quarter. Watch Robert Hunt double-team with Connor Williams, the nose tackle, two gaps down, and then turn off of that and peel back across the A-gap and fit on a linebacker who's coming from behind him to try to pursue the play. And watch him seal. It was phenomenal movement. And he had great range. Uh, I thought he was very physical as far as all of his movement, both vertically and horizontally. You saw the offensive from an offensive line execution standpoint, the tunnel screen to Jalen Waddle, which they used that quick out motion and had Waddle in the slot. And New England tried to defend this a couple of different ways. They would walk a defensive end slash outside linebacker up there. And then that way they would just have leverage in zone coverage and try to disrupt one of the players or other times they would bump it and try to kind of pass off leverage as it happened. And, you know, Jalen Waddle in that instance, he catches the ball and he turns up field and he's got an escort of four guys. Austin Jackson's out there. Robert Hunt's out there. Connor Williams is 20-plus yards downfield. I know it's, it's super popular to dog on Hunter right now or on Connor Williams right now because of the snap issues, and it's got to get fixed. There's no question. You had the third down miscue. They technically put the ball on the ground on the first kneel-down attempt after the fourth down stop in the final minute. You had the high shotgun snap. You had another shotgun snap that was kind of low. You had one shotgun snap that came back hot and wide. Like, it, it, I don't care how much time it takes to get it figured out, but like the reps, we, we got to be getting the reps, right? There's no question. Uh, and, and this, of course, off the heels of what happened against the Chargers, where opening possession, you go down the field, you're in the low red zone, you turn it over on a fumble because we had a missed snap exchange. So I don't know if it's two pulling out too early. I don't know if Connor Williams isn't getting the ball back far enough with his snaps from under center. It's It's got to get fixed, period. But uh, there were a couple of plays where I thought Connor Williams really showcased the range that makes him an asset at the center position in spite of the snap issues. From a skill player perspective, obviously, 
Uh, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Braxton Berrios, again, looks strong. Uh, that whip wheel that put the Dolphins onto the two-yard line with 25 seconds left that became 15 after the five se- after the 10-second runoff, that was the throw of the game. That was the play of the game for Miami. Because what New England, it looked like what New England tried to do is they tried to run some kind of trap coverage to that side of the field where they showed quarters slash zero because they did bring an extra body in pressure. But the way the rotation actually happened is they ended up uh, locking on. They they had a vertical hook that carried the tight end up the seam, and they had a quarter slash half player leveraged over top of him. And then they had a player that was following Tyreek Hill underneath with a, a safety over the top of him, and the outside most corner drove down. So you had ended up having three high players, and then the seam and Tyreek Hill had players. Uh, where they were low leverage underneath of them as well. So they were high-lowing the seam and Tyreek Hill, and Braxton Barrios runs the whip, and that player was coming from depth and outside and driving hard downhill. And it gets pivoted into the return wheel that Tua drops with incredible touch when you consider the fact that he was forced off his spot because you saw him go through his progressions. You saw him go to the scene. You saw him go to Tyreek. And then he works his way to Braxton, and he has to kind of slide in the pocket. And as he's sliding, let this ball go with touch and drop it over top of the defender that was trying to get back in Braxton Barrios' pocket and get it down before Christian Gonzalez, who peeled off of his man, got over there to contact Braxton Barrios near the pylon. Play the game. No question. 30 seconds left, first half. Check it out. This was a really, really promising performance for Miami because New England came out and said, we're going to take away what you want, and Miami still dictated terms. It's really important because that's usually what the Patriots do to other people is their personnel dictates terms. Miami's personnel dictated the terms of the game. And the New England Patriots said, this is what we're willing to live with and die with. And the Dolphins said, okay, then you can die with this. And they did it. Been a long time since Miami had this kind of action going offensively. It's really exciting stuff. And we're going to do the defensive side of the ball next year on Locked on Dolphins, and then we're going to turn our focus to the Denver Broncos. So keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins because it is your team every day. Fins up. I appreciate you guys checking out the show. Make it a great rest of your day. We'll be back again soon to talk more Dolphins football.